Well, hi, my name is Mark Touchell, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks, But Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. This is the audio version of my written blog, and the title of this piece is, Okay, fine, it's a disease, so what does that change? Now, some people don't agree with my belief that alcoholism isn't a disease. In fact, some vehemently criticize me or insult me because I don't believe it's a disease. Hey, just look at the comments on my YouTube videos. Look, I could understand their criticism if I never had a drinking problem, but I did for 30 years. I got drunk daily and I fucked up plenty of things in my life as a result of my own actions. I smoked pot daily for over 25 years and I did cocaine nonstop for six months straight. I also have a history of misusing pharmaceuticals, psychedelics, and other narcotics. Oh, did I mention cigarettes, cigars, and chewing tobacco? Yeah, so I do know what it's like to have a dependency, if not a full-blown addiction, to alcohol and other substances. Look, I was fully aware that alcohol would get me drunk. What, what, like this is news? And I was fully cognizant that drugs would get me high. And that's why I drank and did drugs, because I like getting drunk and high. I did it because I wanted to. Now, I wouldn't consider that a disease. I consider that pleasure-seeking. But getting drunk and high every day eventually became a habit, and I grew a dependency on it. True, I didn't like all the negative consequences that were coming with my overuse and dependency, but I still like getting drunk and high. I'm honest enough to say that I miss the buzz part, but I don't miss the bullshit that came with it. And all the bullshit was by my own doing, so I made the choice to stop. So let me ask you, is dependency the same as a disease? Is addiction the same as a disease? A lot of people disagree with me. They say things like, look at all the people who die from alcoholism and drugs. They can't stop themselves from doing it. How can you say that this isn't a disease? Look, it's unfortunate that so many people die from alcohol and drug misuse. It's even sadder that innocent people are often drawn into or are the recipients to the bad behavior of the abuser. Yet in most cases, now not all, but most, it's still a choice to continue the overuse and to not stop, seek help, or pursue treatment. Often it isn't until something tragic happens and then abstinence is forced upon the abuser. Now, and just by calling something a disease doesn't change the effects or the cause. It doesn't change the various treatment processes. The individual must still actively participate towards their own well-being. And this is why I say that the use of alcohol or recreational drugs is a choice, and so is the decision to stop using and participate in your own treatment. Let's look at some other diseases where people have a choice. Now, you might not like my examples, but I'm going to give you some. Lung cancer is a disease, yet people choose to continue to smoke. Obesity is a disease, yet people choose to continue to overeat or eat unhealthy foods. And people contract all kinds of illnesses, but they choose not to receive treatment or surgery because of their religious beliefs or some other belief. It is their own free will to choose. And if alcoholism were to be classified as a disease, it would place some financial responsibility on health insurers, but it wouldn't change the number of people who continue in their unhealthy drinking habits, and it certainly wouldn't change drunk driving laws. 
I can't imagine that the general public would make drunk driving legal if alcoholism were considered a disease. I mean, can you imagine hearing an attorney in court saying something like, well, my client Bob here has the disease of alcoholism, so he shouldn't be ticketed for drunk driving or held responsible for running those people down. He can't help himself. He has a disease. I don't think the judge or the general public would buy that story. Bob would still be held personally responsible for drinking in the first place. I've interviewed defense attorneys, and they all agree that alcoholism can't be used to expunge an illegal act, but it can be used in determining a sentence. I mean, you can see the complete article about this at my website. Another rebuttal I get is, well, people try to quit drinking, but they can't stop. How can you say that recovery is as easy as just not drinking or not doing drugs? This is a disease. Look, I never said it was easy, but the answer is simple. And easy and simple are what people desire, but the two, easy and simple, don't always go together. It's not that easy to just stop drinking or to just stop taking drugs. It hurts physically, mentally, and emotionally. Tough decisions must be made. A person must forego tempting offers and doing the easy thing. And the easy thing is to say, ah, fuck it, I can't stand this shit. I might as well just sit here and get drunk. That's easy. You sit there, get drunk, and forget about the tough part of staying sober. Or you sit there, get drunk, and cry, and asking yourself, oh, why did I do this again? Staying sober is not all that easy, but it truly is simple. If you don't pour the shit into your own mouth, it can't get you drunk. Now, for the sake of this particular argument, let's say that I agree that alcoholism is a disease. The alcoholic still has a choice in what they are going to do about it. They can choose to stay locked in their house and never venture out into social environments. They can choose to not go to bars, parties, or family gatherings. Is this fair? No, it's not fair. But if you had extreme asthma or some bronchial or respiratory disorder, you'd have to limit your exposure to the outdoors in certain unhealthy environments. If you have allergies to cats or dogs, you don't go where they're present and, and play with them. So if you have the disease of alcoholism, where you have no ability to control yourself when booze is present, then you must do what asthmatics and people with pet allergies must do. Limit or eliminate your exposure to the things that cause you problems. It is a self-preservation of your health. Right, here's a simple way to put it. Some people can't play with dogs because of their disease, and some people can't play with booze because of their disease. But I don't go out. I drink at home. Well, then clear your house or your apartment of the contagion of your disease. You gotta dump all booze from your house and don't stop to get any on your way home from work or school. I mean, if you're allergic to dogs, you don't stop and get a puppy on your way home from work, do you? Well, and then you say, okay, well, well, maybe I won't be allergic to this one. No, you have to control yourself. Now, here's where you might say, look, Mark, this all sounds great, but they sell beer, wine, and liquor at the grocery store. I have to walk past that temptation when I go there, and sometimes I can't help myself, and I buy it. Look, they sell roach and rat poison at the grocery store, too. Unless you got roaches and rats you're trying to kill, you don't put that shit in your cart. So don't put booze in your cart. Is this easy? I'll be the first to admit, no, it's not easy. And it isn't always that much fun, either. But it truly is simple to put your disease into remission. Don't pour booze in your own mouth.
and part of your disease control regimen may require completely staying away from any and all tempting situations. I wish this would be fair, and I wish it would be easy. I never claim that stopping destructive drinking and living sober will be easy, but who knows? It may become easy for you once you've cleared your body and your mind of all substances. Alright, that's it for this Living Sober Sucks But Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. Hey, thank you for spending your valuable time to listen to this. I hope you get something out of it. If you do, please tell your friends about my website. It's livingsobersucks.com. And thanks again for listening. My name is Mark Touchell.